Today's read, Meditations Across the King's River, African-Inspired Wisdom for Life's Journey, written by James Weeks. Chapter 13, Balancing Spiritual and Financial Growth. As we work on long-term financial wellness, let us think not only of ourselves, but of others. Think not only of today, but of tomorrow. Think not only of this generation, but the next. Omitola left an offering of roses on her altar for Ezili Danto, the Iwa, or deity in the Haitian Vodun tradition that represents motherhood, the profound love for children. Then, Omitola told me she took a spiritual bath with the rose petals she bought from a florist in the city of Pont-Apitre, Guadalupe. Spiritual baths with flowers are delicate, she said. I usually have my spiritual baths at night to get all potential spiritual messages while asleep. Several days later, she gathered the rose petals in a small bag and drove to a nearby grove to place them at the root of five giant trees. A mango tree, a breadfruit tree, a flame tree, a kapok tree, and the royal palm tree. Not only do these trees bear fruit, Omitola explained, but they are resilient and can grow to great heights if left undisturbed. Why five trees? Because five is the sacred number of Oshun, the Orisha of love and fertility. The flame tree and the royal palm trees are trees Omitola associates with Shango. The fromage, Omitola said, is a mystical tree that serves as an airport for ancestral spirits. I told Omitola I love her poetic imagery. As she spoke, more poetry tumbled out. Did you know that in Haiti, the breadfruit tree is called La Me Veritable? It means genuine soul, she said. My conversation with Omitola intrigues me. Not only because it's so poetic, but because it was inspired by another goal that's important to her, improving her finances. She's trying to run a food truck business selling vegetarian pizza with four other partners, but things are not going well and two of them are ready to quit. After the ritual with the trees, however, her mom, whom she doesn't always get along with, gave her some business advice. It was as though the ancestors heard Omitola's prayers and inspired her mom with the right words to guide her when she needed it most. I'm glad they had this conversation. We need to have more conversations about business and wealth creation in our communities. As a people, we don't discuss finances enough. And if we don't start having these conversations, not only will we continue to struggle, the next generation will struggle too. Over lunch recently, Tiffany Hopkins, my 26-year-old client who lives in Richmond, California, said, too many of us are internationally broke, which according to her means we're broke in every currency. I fell out laughing. Tiffany's quip inspired me to look up some of the currencies of the world. Just imagine, 
There are so many options for being broke these days. You can be broke not just in the almighty dollar, but in the Japanese yen, the Swiss franc, the South African rand, the Russian ruble, the Argentinian peso, the Mozambique Mexico, the Czech Corona, and the British pound at the same time. If you want, you can be broke in the Nigerian Naira too. But the way their ceremony is going, but the way their economy is going, it might not be considered currency much longer. I can always count on Tiffany for a good laugh, but the financial status of black people is no joke. In a 2016 article published in The Nation, contributing writer Joshua Holland says, if current economic trends continue, the average black family will need 228 years to accumulate as much wealth as their white counterparts hold today. For the average Latino family, it will take 84 years. Without policy interventions of seismic economic changes, people of color will never close the wealth gap, he says. Make no mistake, the wealth Holland refers to is bigger than mere income. He means such assets as one's own home, savings, lines of credit, insurance, and durable goods such as vehicles, appliances, and furniture. And he points to history to make it clear that wealth disparities didn't happen overnight. It took 400 years of slavery, segregation, and institutionalized discrimination in the labor and housing markets to build the wealth gap that we see today, Holland says. The racial wealth gap continues to grow not only because of income inequality, whites have more dollars to sock away, but because accumulated wealth is a mechanism for transmitting economic success from generation to generation. A 2017 report called The Road to Zero Wealth by Prosperity Now and the Institute for Policy Studies paints an even starker future. The report says the median wealth for black Americans will fall to zero dollars by 2053 if current trends continue. Latino Americans who are also experiencing a sustained downward wealth slide will hit zero dollars about two decades later. This published report goes on to outline the root causes of wealth inequality and suggests the policy changes that are needed to rectify it. We find that without a serious change in course, the country is heading towards a racial, and economic apartheid state, the report says. It's one thing to understand the historical forces that led to our widespread economic crisis as a people, but it's quite another to identify cultural or spiritual practices that also help keep us poor. In the Ifa community, for example, there's an overemphasis on ritual as a solution for everything, including financial problems. While rituals can help improve finances and ultimately our wealth, 
there must also be an emphasis on financial literacy. Spiritual growth must be balanced with financial growth. What good is it if money comes our way only to have it slip away because we fail to manage it well or properly invest it so it can grow? Dr. Boyce Watkins, a leading financial scholar, believes it's not too late for black people to recover financially if we establish a unique commitment to financial literacy and expertise we have the ability to shape our own destiny a thing like the wealth gap doesn't have to exist it doesn't have to go away in 300 or 200 or 300 years we can make it go away in 30 years with very consistent tiny efforts by the majority of our people when it comes to money and investment it's not just a wealth gap It's a gap in knowledge, a gap in foresight, says Watkins. Watkins, who has made guest appearances on Good Morning America, CNN, BET, Essence Magazine, and other media outlets, says, The best way for a community to build wealth is to think of wealth building as a relay race. Never think it's all about you. Wealth building is an intergenerational It generally occurs when someone decides to make a sacrifice for their children and their grandchildren. Although there are countless paths to financial improvement, Watkins strongly believes investing in the stock market is a strategy more black people should explore. The black community misses out on billions if not trillions of dollars because the participation in the stock market is so low. Many of us are afraid because we think it's too complicated or we don't have enough money or it's too risky. In lectures, online courses, and in his book, The $5 a Day Stock Market Investment Plan, Watkins, who holds master's degrees in mathematics and statistics, in addition to a PhD in finance, demolishes myths about the stock market. You don't need to have a lot of money, he says. He recommends that people start with apps willing to take smaller investments such as Acorn or Stash, which allow investors to start investing as little as $5 a day. Watkins teaches the basics of stock market investing to children as well as adults. A $5 a day investment in the stock market done consistently over a period of 20 or 30 years can generate hundreds of thousands of dollars because of the power of compound interest, says Watkins. How does one find the money to invest? By curbing our spending habits, says Watkins. A lot of people don't realize that your wealth is in the crevices of your spending. You just don't see it because it comes to you in increments. If you add up all the money you spend going out to dinner, all the money you spend on clothes, all the money you spend going to the movies, you would come up with a number that would blow your mind. If you can afford a cup of coffee, you can do it. If you can afford a pair of Jordans, you can do it. If you can afford a McDonald's value meal, you can do it. If you can get a hair weave, you can do it. If you can afford to give money to your pastor, you can do it. The biggest mistake you can make about investing in the stock market is to not invest at all, Watkins says. My friend, 
Michael Billings, who goes by the spiritual name Dogbon, is also on a path of building wealth. He is a dedicated student of the financial markets. Unlike the simple strategies Watkins teaches, Dogbon uses more complex strategies that takes more time to learn. He's a trader who specializes in the forex, foreign exchange currency, and has spent thousands of dollars learning his craft. Dogbon and I talk about wealth building often. He was initiated into Ifa around the same time I was, and he's disturbed by the lack of financial literacy in the American Ifa community. There's so much poverty thinking in the practice that we don't see what the possibilities are, says Dogbon. We have to change our mindset. People have gotten comfortable with what they do. People have gotten comfortable with what doesn't work. Like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dogbon scoffs at the notion that the stock market is only for rich white people. The hell with that, says Dogbon. We all deserve to be wealthy. Why not? Don't you, don't you use gas? Don't you use electricity? Don't you flush the toilet? Well, you're already in the market. Don't the teachings of Yifa say earth is the marketplace and heaven is our home? Well, what are you going to do until you get to heaven? Commerce has always been here. Let's not forget that the Yorubas were traders. Dog Bond jokes that the next time I interview him, he'll be at his mansion dressed in a pinstripe suit and a peach-colored tie. Don't hate, congratulate. It ain't nothing but a chicken wing. His advice for those who are seeking financial improvement, one, take care of your health first. You can't do anything without your health. Sleep well. Eat well. Make sure you exercise. It will give you clarity. Two, have a basic understanding of the stock market, whether you choose to invest or not. Three, be wise about how you spend your money. Make sure it's something you can afford. Four, broaden your knowledge. Read books, attend seminars, surround yourself with people who have financial expertise. Five, make sure your spiritual practice is empowering you. Don't give your power away. T. Francis, a financial healer in Honolulu, is also on a mission to educate others. I chose finance as a business service because I was a single parent who struggled to put food on the table. There were many times when I had to sacrifice to pay bills in order to keep the lights on and a roof over our head. Those decisions left me hungry, depressed, hopeless, and sometimes penniless. So once I understood finance as a relief from bondage, I knew I had to share my knowledge and experiences with my people. T. Francis tip sheet in a nutshell. 1. Understand wants versus needs. 2. Define expenses versus investments. 3. Understand internal and external factors that lead to debt. 4. Eliminate fears about finance. Like my friend Doc Bond, I'm also on a path of wealth building. My motivation is simple. 
I want to pass wealth down to my children and grandchildren, just like my parents had the foresight to do for me by investing in land on St. Croix. I plan to share all I am learning with my children and my grandchildren. One core wealth-building strategy is to make sure you have multiple streams of income. Never rely on a single source. So, in addition to my work as a spiritual consultant and an author, I have a credit repair business and also teach others how to generate income by tapping into emerging health and wellness trends. My journey has taught me that some of the keys to building wealth are psychological. There are voices in our heads that have tricked us into believing that we have no right to empower ourselves financially. If we listen to such voices, we'll be stuck and trapped forever. Here are strategies we should all be aware of. Improve your credit. In addition to making a weekly or a monthly budget, working on improving our credit is critically important. Bad credit can cost tens of thousands of dollars in higher interest rates for our home loans, auto loans, and higher car insurance premiums. Bad credit can make it difficult to land a job, rent an apartment, or even get a well-deserved promotion or a business loan. Credit reports often contain errors that can be used against us. As consumers, we have the right to challenge errors on our credit report and have them removed. Start a business. Consider starting a business around your passions. That's what my friends Ife Milligan and Omi Tosin Faime are doing. Both are Yoruba priestesses, spiritual consultants, and life coaches who specialize in holistic wellness. Ife Milligan, a native of St. Croix, who currently lives in Chesapeake, Virginia, says, My passion is to help others uncover fears, blockages, expose them, and discover their trueness, their purpose, and their destiny. Omi Tosin, a former student of Iyanla Van Zandt, who lives in Seattle, Washington, says, I love showing people a reflection of themselves from a different perspective. Everyone has some sort of spiritual gift that they are either afraid of, don't recognize, or are in denial of. On some occasions, I relay messages from the ancestors. Omi Tosin is also working on a book, a podcast show, and a public speaking career. Set up a trust. Consider setting up a revocable or irrevocable living trust. Consider setting up a revocable or irrevocable living trust to protect your assets. Kathy Patterson, a Los Angeles-based wealth consultant, says trusts provide tax benefits, liability protection, and probate avoidance. But there are other benefits as well. The number one misconception about trust, says Patterson, is that it's only for the wealthy or that you need to have a whole bunch of money, and that's simply not true. The other misconception is that trusts are difficult and make life complicated. Once you understand what benefits they have and how they actually help you in the long run, then it becomes easier to operate your life as a business. Save more money. Compared to other countries, Americans have very poor saving habits. This is great news for corporations, but bad news for us. It helps to ensure that our communities remain impoverished. 
months you've saved enough to cover three to six months of living expenses, then it's time to invest. You can't save your way to wealth, says Dr. Watkins. Your money must be fertile. He explains, by investing, you are giving your money a chance to work for you. Invest in real estate. It's been proven that real estate investments build wealth, says Karen Hodge, a realtor on St. Croix, Virgin Islands. The key is having clear goals. Buying to flip a property requires a different strategy than buying for a long-term investment. Why did Karen get into real estate? I got into the business because I was tired of struggling to pay bills as a dancer and theater teacher. Real estate, unlike teaching, offers the opportunity to generate higher income. Transforming lives through property ownership delivers the same joy as watching students transform their lives through self-awareness that dance and theater cultivate. Get life insurance. Everybody should have life insurance, says Dr. Boyce Watkins. If you have children and you don't have life insurance, I would have to say that you don't care very much about your children. Even if you don't have children, it's still important to have life insurance so your loved ones don't have to absorb the cost of your burial or the settling of your estate. Understand entitlement benefits. Most Americans are not aware that free long-term care benefits for seniors are available through the Title 19 of the Social Security Act. These benefits include nursing care, prescriptions, medical equipment costs, and more. No one can be not No one can be denied for health reasons. Consult an attorney who specializes in elderly law for more information. As we work on financial improvement and wealth creation, Dr. Boyce Watkins says we must avoid becoming a spender, a borrower, and a consumer. Instead, we should focus on becoming savers, investors, and producers. We should also avoid the trap of worshiping money says Watkins, who was one of the founders of the field of financial activism. The objective of creating social social change through the use of conscientious capitalism. Building wealth is deeper than knowing how to invest in the stock market, knowing how to create a business, knowing how to save money, knowing how to make a budget. It is about the necessary spiritual and psychological transformation that must occur for our survival as a people. Everything links back to cooperative economics. I don't see capitalism as being either good or bad. It can either liberate you or enslave you. I think money should be used as a tool, says Dr. Boyce Watkins. The road to zero wealth is not an acceptable path for any of us. The following affirmations may put us in the right mindset for leading a financially secure life. Financial affirmation number one. I will chart a course for financial freedom by living within my means and by using all tools available to build generational wealth. Financial affirmation number two. Beginning today, I will set weekly, monthly, and yearly financial goals, and I will do my best to achieve them. Financial affirmation number three, 
I make no apologies for making financial literacy and wealth creation a priority in my life. Financial affirmation number four. I understand that financial wellness is just as important as spiritual and physical wellness, and I will strive to balance all three. Financial affirmation number five. I reject the prevailing mentality that says abundance can't be mine or that I have no right to desire it.